0: Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Tires. Tires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab Tires. Schwab. Why it's can't like you vive, say tires? Vive Cloucault. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, wh- where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast.
1: I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, from, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952.
2: Honey, you promised you would take the kids to the zoo today. Bear! When are you and going I to mobile the lawn? Your you parents are coming over oh and you're oh not even God, dressed. Oh you promised you were going to leave your wife for me. Don't let this happen to you. Everybody's working for the weekend, but your family and friends are always ruining your days off. Introducing football season. The best way to drown out the ones you love watch grown men run into each other head first marvel as overweight men chase a bouncing ball let the gladiators of today help you disconnect from the worries of the modern world get your 2018 college and pro football seasons today and we'll throw in the center and the saints tailgate show presented by frostbrewed Coors Light for free that's right you'll get two football leagues Luke Anderson
0: if you were at the gym and you saw Myers Leonard pull up in a Prius met him at the swimming pool but you didn't really have really a chance to talk to him because he kind of dismissed of you. Would you leave your name and number in his uh, windshield? Will
1: Darkens. I want to see more of the man back. The
2: alligator skin man. And back. two hours you'll never get back. Every Saturday morning for one low price. Just turn your dial to 1080. <laughs> the Fan. Hey,
0: Happy Saturday. It is the best weekend in sports got a beef already already disappointed we have the divisional rounds. music is not turning down yeah what is going on there well, i have the fader all the way down it's still just it's up yeah it's a blast i just want to wait for it the remix remix i was waiting for the soft fade out. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good start. I was going to start screaming at you about stuff. Man, the snow is coming down in Kansas City already. Already? Oh, yeah. I've got the NFL network on. That is your first game on NBC. Colts at Chiefs in the snow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love a snow game. Who doesn't love a snow game? Gardner Minshew. Pretty much everybody. What? Snow games suck. To watch? No, nah, not to watch. I, it's just the fact that nobody plays as high level as they can, except for the Patriots. <laughs> well, that's true. Because they're the Pats.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Snow games are fantastic, I think, as a viewer, because I think you can forgive the the low-scoring games. Like, if you took, you know, the Baltimore uh, Chargers game, like the, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens last week, that game was kind of a snoozer. You put it in the snow, it would have been awesome. I've been all about it. If it was snowing in Baltimore and you had this kind of game where both offenses are kind of lethargic and you have all these kicks coming down, because if it comes down to a kick in the snow, Adam Vinataria and Adam Vinatieri, Raiders. Adam Vinataria. Yeah, Vinataria.
1: Uh, tuck rule game. Yeah. Like,
0: that stuff's great.
1: Yeah, but I want to see it at the highest level. You know what I mean? Like in in the Coliseum with the Rams and the Cowboys. That's going to be the highest level. You're in front of 100,000 people. I hope they do fill it up, by the way. Uh, And it's great weather, and everybody's running at full speed. Nobody's tripping. It's not as slow. Uh, Snow games, to me, are just kind of a wash. I don't want to
0: watch it. Would you rather have both championship games be in the snow or have the Super Bowl in, like, heavy rain?
1: Remember the Colts, Bears, Rainy? Yeah, Colts, Bears, 08. Yeah. Man, I think I'd rather take the championship games In because snow. the last couple yep. of championship games we've had have been kind of snoozers. <laughs> so so you, I I've so got- you're okay if they're snoozers. Yeah. You'd rather have the good I, Super Bowl. I've kind of gotten used to it now yeah. that I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I really need to watch that. Now, this year, with these divisional games, with how all these teams are playing, the championship games could be not only interesting but maybe even more entertaining than the Super Bowl. Ooh. I mean, think about it this way. What if the Saints just plow through everything and the Colts somehow keep their thing going, Yeah, able to beat the Chiefs, able to beat the, who I'm going to guess later, Pats, and you get a Super Bowl that's kind of a disappointment because the Colts run out? Hmm.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Would you be disappointed with any of the matchups? Like right now, with the eight teams that are left, are there any Super Bowl matchups you really dread? Yeah, okay. Chargers-Philly. Really? I think that would be fantastic. Dude, that would be
1: so weak. Oh, come on. So weak. Dude,
0: the storylines would be fantastic. You, you don't want to see Phillip Rivers get a chance at his first Super no, Bowl.
1: No, not at all. That guy does not deserve a Super Bowl whatsoever. Wow. None, none. Has- I don't want to see that guy get to the pinnacle of his career. <laughs> I don't. Because he talks smack constantly on the field, and it is oh, not no, backed up. Oh, no, smack talking is terrible. It he's ruins a smack a talker game. who can't back it up, Yes, dude. but if he wins a Super Bowl, he could back it up. Look, I don't want to see a guy, again, who can't throw accurately past 15 yards win the Super Bowl. He's like, I saw he's the Broncos like the, do it.
0: The, the Peyton Manning.
1: I saw the Broncos Just do it. short arms everything. It was awful. That was ah. one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever watched.
0: Well, that's because Cam Newton was playing in it.
1: Yeah, he was he was particularly bad. <laughs> he was, he was, he was as bad as uh,
0: Donovan McNabb throwing up in the huddle for the Eagles and Andy Reid. That was the only time Andy Reid's made it to the Super Bowl too. Yeah. All right, so I need uh, I need your help out there. Uh, Better you today text line five five three zero five. Here's my problem with the divisional round. This might be the most entertaining weekend of football that you get, right? I mean, all of these games matter. You have the the wild card game behind us. You've got the championship games above us. This is the last weekend we get four games. other than the ten o'clock start on Sunday. My only real problem is it needs a better name than the divisional round. This reminds me of the college football playoff. You put together the playoff finally, and we have this, you know, this great, you know, two-week stretch of college football, and we finally were going to decide something, and they call it the college football playoff. Here you are sitting with the divisional round. You have all these great names in sports. You have the Grand Slam if you win all four golf tournaments or tennis tournaments. You've got the World Series of baseball. Even the World Cup has the knockout round. We got no, it's the divisional round.
1: Well, what do you want to call it? I don't know. Do or die weekend or blood bloodbath. Well, like that, that's so- wildcard weekends,
0: do or die well, they're all do or die. It's football. It's one and done, but look at college basketball. Mm. They've got this big tournament and you go from the sweet 16 to the elite eight to the final four, like have some hype. I need something. I need something better than divisional round. And uh, you have admitted that you're not clever enough to come up with anything yourself. So we'll throw it to the better you today. Text line five, five, three Oh five. What should this weekend be called? I want something that's, that's Epic. The, uh, uh, Keith Jackson, the granddaddy of them all, at the at the Rose Bowl. You know that incites some enthusiasm. The sock and, and
1: full of nickels nut punch weekend. Yeah, the sock it's sock full of nickels weekend. Yeah, it's who's nut gonna get w- their nuts whacked?
0: Yeah, so we need something better than mm, the divisional round.
1: No cups allowed. Yeah, no cups allowed. Well, yeah, it's I mean it's the nickel punch weekend. <laughs> it's nickel punch. Well, can't cheat. Well, you, what? What? The Patriots all gonna wear cups? Well. You got the swinging socks and nickels coming down? No. (laughs) Be a man. Take it. It's Nickel punch weekend. Do you think if we proposition Phillip Rivers to say, look, um, you will win a Super Bowl, but during that Super Bowl win, like, you are going to get punched in the nuts five times? Yeah, I'd take it. You would you five, would
0: take it a super bowl for five punches to yeah the, the yeah. Groin? You, yeah you get to the super oh, bowl sure. but
1: during the game you will be punched in the nuts five times and i'm not saying like uh hit down or like an inadvertent elbow or arm i mean like somebody's gonna get to you and get a clean shot at your giblets
0: yeah well here's the thing is do you have to miss time because of those giblet shots
1: and are No, the, you're, you're going back out there whether you like it or not. That's the other part to it. Like, you yeah. can't tap out once you've made this decision. Like, after the second punch, you can't go, you know what? I actually, this is really not what I wanted to do. No, we, you need to go back out there.
0: How many shots before you go numb and just
1: don't really feel it? I think you're going to feel it every time. I'm just, I don't know.
0: I've never been, you know, successively punched in the groin uh, over and over again. I've, I, at most, I've taken one shot. Uh, or maybe like a couple ga- glancing blows, but I've never had uh, three or four swift kicks to the groin area, so I can't really speak to that. That's the third
1: time Anderson's been punched in the nuts, and and, and Jim, it seems cruel they're even putting him out there again. <laughs>
0: I don't well, know. I, I've asked that question. If you're Phillip rivers and yeah. you, and you get injured yeah. and your backup goes in. And uh, I, I think Cardell Jones is their third quarterback. I can't remember who their backup is. That sounds uh, good. Geno Smith or somebody. Sure. So if, if you can get your super bowl ring, but you don't play in the game. If Nick Foles goes out and wins it for you, yeah. are you, are you content? Does that, th- does that make your career? Is that the moment do you, do you enjoy the parties? Or I think Phillip rivers is one of those guys. that is is enough of a scumbag that he'd be like, Oh, it doesn't really, I don't really count that as a, as a win. I'm coming back next year, even angrier and meaner and crankier.
1: Well, Philip rivers wanted to do everybody a favor. He would just let that happen and go away. Like sure. he would shut up and he'd take Antonio Gates with him and they would just both shut up together. You hate Antonio Gates just oh, by no. proxy? No. Well, a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but, a little but bit. But it's not like – I don't know
0: anything about Antonio Gates except for he's always open running at like three-quarters speed yeah. in
1: clutch situations. Yeah, he's got but the like, Jason Witten gene.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah. But but it's I – don't, I don't know much about him. So if the Chargers go to the Super Bowl – I think we'll actually learn a lot about this team because they never make it far enough to get that big in-depth two week, Yes, but do we want to learn exposure? about this team? I don't know. I don't know much about him. That's what I'm saying. It'd be interesting.
1: Like, I, like do I, I really want to know more about phil Rivers and the track? That's the other thing. Yeah, you can
0: meet all nine of his kids. and the we'll, they'll, they'll do the that test that weekend. See how many it's,
1: people can name them. It's gonna be features on him uh, and his family and his kids. And I don't care about his kids. I don't care about him. Anthony Lynn, I'm kind of interested in. Yeah, I'm I interested w- in the head coach. I I'd like to more learn about more. Him. I'd like to
0: learn more about the uh, the the Chargers. I'm good with that. Here's what I really want, though, and I think everybody can agree with this if you have colts chargers both win yeah the afc championship game is played at the StubHub center
1: yeah that's pretty awesome they
0: already came out and said that they're not going to move it's not going to the coliseum it's not going to the rose bowl it'll be played at a uh, 12 seat soccer stadium out in I don't know, city of industry.
1: Or yeah, whatever. that should indicate to you yeah, enough that? that the NFL does not want the Chargers to be in Los Angeles. Yeah, what's it, Carson, California? Is that yeah. what's that? Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, there, there's a few things that really could ruin wild card weekend, and I'll say from the, um, from from the wild, or sorry, the divisional weekend, there from the wild card weekend, I think the most disappointing thing was that Lamar Jackson couldn't pull off the upset they started to make that comeback
0: if you did, really did, was. kicked it into action a little bit sooner but,
1: yes yeah. because really the way that the chargers won was just kind of kitsch they were like all right we're gonna put seven defensive backs out on the field and now i'm really worried that this divisional round game they're just gonna get the crap beat out of them eh, i'm kind of worried about that that's not really the
0: patriots mo though they tend
1: to play close games in the playoffs but so. it's the pats and foxborough in the playoffs you yep. kind of start to get this feeling yep. i don't know And again, you know, we've talked about this. It's part of the poll that we have coming up here. Uh, You know, Tom Brady has looked in the season worse and worse and worse each week. And you kind of start to worry and think, okay, well, you know, I I don't know. Maybe he had a couple weeks off and so he's feeling a little bit better. But at the same time, man, I I don't know that on the AFC side, I just really hope somebody can take the reins. One of the big dogs, Chiefs. Hell, I'll take the Colts taking the reins. Just don't let the Chargers in, please.
0: All right, think on this. What is your, out of these eight teams, you've already said you don't want to see Eagles Chargers. That's your least. (sighs) Okay, so think on this, and we'll do this next. What is your ideal Super Bowl matchup? Mm. 55305, better you today, text line, send yours in as well, and we'll get to those next. This is a sinner and saint. Divisional round edition, right here on Ten Nickel the Punch. The Nickel Punch edition, right here on the fan. So I'm looking at some of the texts coming in. Uh, you hate Philip Rivers. I decided after uh, listening to him in an interview that I love him earlier this year, and now the Chargers are my favorite team. Shut up. Well, the thing is, if I root for the Chargers, I'm the only one, so I kind of get the fandom all to myself. Yeah, but,
1: but if they win the Super Bowl, everybody's just going to roll their eyes at you. What we can, like, go, we, up, we can go you back
0: don't... and listen to the tape earlier this year, or the end of last year. When they moved to Los Angeles, I decided I'm a, I'm a Chargers fan. I'm a Los Angeles Chargers fan. But here's the here's my favorite thing that happened on here. We have uh, somebody that texted in and said, I can't root for Phillip Rivers because of a bolo tie. Uh, it's a shoelace with a garnished redneck brooch on it. Also, too many children. Followed immediately... By a text that says, dudes, Philip Rivers has been married to the same woman since college, is a great family man, has never been arrested or suspended, and has stuck with the same small market team his whole career and is simply hated because of a bolo tie. These are two different numbers. One guy goes, I hate him because it's bolo tie. He has too many kids. The other guy goes, how can you hate him?
1: He has so many kids. No, what is it, just a bolo tie? I hate him because of the public perception that's put out of him and then what you see of him on the field. Like, that guy won't shut up. And he's not good enough to talk smack. And the other part of it is people—he's a Hall of Famer. No, Come on, no, he's good enough no. to talk smack. People keep trying to convince me Philip Rivers is a great football player. No, he's a good quarterback. That is it. He is literally Alec... <laughs> He is literally an A minus version of Alex Smith. Alex... A
0: minus Alex Smith. I wish Alex Smith. That's my dream. Alex <laughs>
1: Smith is a. 84 there is b player there is no Phillip rivers is a slightly better alex smith. there is yeah so he's an a plus version of alex smith. no 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 alex smith is at a solid b level that's his oh, baseline. okay okay, okay. All right, okay you gotta follow this one no, okay you're okay this yeah, is very now confusing Phillip rivers has graduated to an A- minus level yeah. of Alex
0: Smith. Oh, dude. Yeah. Phillip Rivers, uh, I would like to see him play for a Super Bowl, and I'd also like to see his heart get ripped out at the very end of the game just because I think that that would be delightful. And then he comes back. You know what would be great is you were comparing him to Peyton Manning winning with Denver. Yeah. I'd like to see the Chargers get there and get housed, and then a couple years later he gets to have one as mm. his arm is actually falling off. If he did the exact same thing that Peyton Manning did, I'd be okay with that. The year that we can actually throw the ball a little bit, he goes in and they get murdered in the game to by Nick Foles and the Eagles or somebody, the matchup that you least would like to see, and then a couple of years later they go in and they beat somebody that we really hate like Cam Newton and uh, what uh, what Peyton Manning did. Yeah. I thought that was a fine story. For a guy that I hated most of his career, Peyton Manning, and uh I was the,
1: indifferent of Peyton Manning.
0: At the end at the end, I'm like, okay, he's put in his time. He can go out and win one. I mean, obviously he won one against the Bears with the Colts, but that's how I feel about it. Uh, we still don't have any really great suggestions for the divisional round nickname. I just can't I, I can't believe that no broadcaster has ever made a comment that's stuck. Because I think of Bill Shawnley pulls out a Rip City and now like the entire Portland Metro has embraced it. It's on the freaking jerseys because the one time he goes, Rip City, baby. Nobody has ever said anything that's stuck in the divisional round that we can nickname it.
1: Well, they should call it Excitement Weekend. Hey, you suck at this. Yeah, I do, but you know what? The one game that I'm actually really kind of getting pumped up for is Rams-Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I am, and it's not just because I am a uh, one-year bandwagon Rams oh, fan. Oh, this is your second year. This is my second year being yeah. a Rams fan.
0: Well, and you played with Johnny Hecker and I played uh, with Sean Johnny Mannion. Johnny
1: Hecker, Sean Mannion, and, well, no, I didn't play with Brandon Cooks. I missed him by a year. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm excited about it because it kind of leads to the Super Bowl that I would most want to see, which is I kind of hope the Rams can fight through this funk they had at the end of the season, this whole thing that Todd Gurley's a little bit injured. I know you're going up against one of the best rushing defenses in the Cowboys, but if the Rams can really push through, then you get the review of Monday night football from (laughs) week whatever. You get the Chiefs and the Rams, and that's really what I want to see. But this game is going to be really exciting, I think, because Rams have had enough rest. I think that they've had enough time to look at the tape. Sean McVay, genius. I feel like he's going to be able to figure (laughs) out what's been going wrong. And really, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up to Jared Goff, right? Yeah. It's got to be on Jared Goff if they're going to win and lose this game because Gurley's a little bit banged up. They're going to get minimal rushing yards. It's about, pay, it's about pacing, getting Goff going early, and, I don't know, winning this game. Plus, well, I mean, Dak Prescott, I don't know. Here's the best thing about the Cowboys
0: winning last weekend, and for those of you that have ever listened to this program, you know that I'm a Seahawks fan. I grew up in the area and I've always rooted for them. But the best thing about the Cowboys winning that football game last weekend is that anybody who's expecting them to blow up the Cowboys team and get rid of Jason Garrett and get rid of Dak Prescott and try to make a team that can actually win a Super Bowl, that is actually delayed for another year because of this. So we'll get Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott back. That is good for football because that means they won't actually be great. They'll just be kind of okay. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, I expect the Rams to win this game and, and kind of right their wrongs. But at the same time, I I can't ignore the fact that through the first what 12 weeks, they were a different team than they were the last four weeks. But I look at the other NFC matchup and the saints were not nearly as sharp. The the last part of the year, since they ran into Dallas on that Thursday night game, they never really looked sharp. They kind of went, was it a Cardinals game where they just kind of were stuck in the mud or no, it was a Buccaneers game. The Buccaneers were an all red. They were just kind of stuck in the mud. Drew Brees was on a historic pace with his completion percentage, with his downfield passing. He didn't look like the same quarterback in the last four weeks. So the NFC side to me is just puzzling. And I don't know how good the two best teams are because they didn't look like the same. So I, I hope they both come back and kind of research kind of okay if we get eagles cowboys too i don't know that there's a matchup that i really hate eagles
1: cowboys in that nfc championship yeah game. i
0: think that would be a really fun matchup but i also want to see if the only way i want to see the saints rams i just i want them to either just dominate this weekend or lose well does that does that yeah. make sense i don't want i don't want them to lose close mucked up games because i if if i have to watch two teams play ugly as much as I hate the NFC East, I'd rather watch the Cowboys-Eagles win ugly or I'd just like to see the Saints and Rams just house those fools and play a game that that we end up getting shootout, shootout, shootout going into the Super
1: Bowl. Well, on the NFC side, you got to think about a couple of things for what this weekend's going to be able to pan out. So the Cowboys are 8-1 and one at home this season, and they're just 3-5 and five on the road. And that was no better shown than last weekend when they played the Seahawks at home. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't an extremely well-played game by the Cowboys – I felt like it was the Seahawks that lost the game. It just seems like the offense didn't pick up with Russell Wilson enough when they had. Th- there was a sense of immediacy that they didn't catch on to until way later, yeah. really the last drive of the game. Yeah, but I think the
0: Seahawks are comfortable playing that game. Dak Prescott is the guy that impressed me, and the way he ran the ball on that, that QB what, third draw, dude. Oof. Dude, that was ballsy. But I think I think that actually kind of gave me. You know the, the idea that Jason Garrett, Dak Prescott realized the urgency now that they're in the playoffs that maybe they missed in their first chance two years ago when they won those 13 games, which it's basically to do everything that you can, sacrifice body and, and scheme and everything, and just scratch and claw and get those first downs. So it showed a little hard on the quarterback. It showed confidence in the coach to go, hey, listen, you, you've got the athletic ability. And Dak Prescott hasn't been the quarterback that you expected in – you know the the athletic guy that played at uh, Mississippi State a guy that can go out and become another you know Cam Newton or Russell Wilson who can run the ball as much as he passes it
1: and I don't it, know if there was even that expectation when he I, came in. That's what I in. thought. He, well. he was a
0: third-string guy that was only in because he ran it. I thought he'd be more like Lamar Jackson where it's like, oh, all right, we're going to run our guy 20 times a game. I and he ended he, up becoming a better pocket
1: passer than I expected. I, I guess, think the Cowboys thought of him as a project. I think <laughs> when he came in, it was like, okay, we're going to put you behind Roma. We want you to learn, and we'll, we'll see what happens. It's up to you. They, really. No,
0: they weren't going to. They Again, he was the third string because Kellen Moore was the backup. They didn't well, have any plans for him. Hold on a second, dude.
1: Him. Hold on a second, dude. I think they had plans for him. I don't what think was there, a third round. I don't think there were any plans in place for Kellen Moore. I I I I, for some reason, I kind of don't think that was the case. Yeah, no, I,
0: I agree. The I plan, well, the planned, plan was for Tony Romo. I think they, they put Dick him Fransco- way
1: down the nah. depth chart and go, look, dude, don't even think about playing. Exactly. Just, just study. Kellen Moore will get in there. Yep. He'll, he'll break a hoof or something. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They said it it, it was an
0: eventuality that he'd play and they up playing as a rookie, and but I thought that that was one of those things where you go, all right, to win a football game in the playoffs, you have to do a little bit of everything. and a. Third and fourteen, quarterback draw to get a first down, flipping over like that it was a, a play that I'm sure Cowboys pan, fans already have fat heads on their walls. Oh, for. swag,
1: swag's reliving that. Oh, bet he is right now. We actually so. have an NFL uh, poll. Yeah, we do. Let's do that,
0: and then uh, we'll we'll get those results to start off our NBA Jamboree next.
1: Whoa, 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 yeah. How about we just read it, and then we can carry it over to the second hour.
0: Well, no, that seems dumb. That's what I was going to do to tease. the. We'll tease it at the beginning of the next hour, and we'll do the news
1: thing now. Oh, man. Yeah, do know. you want to do it now? I don't know about that. I don't know. Okay, well, We let's... didn't talk about this in the production meeting. Yes, we did. Well, we what do you want? graphs
0: to... and charts. Well, what do you want to do next, then? And Emily and John came in. They put together the whole PowerPoint presentation on how we were going to set up the poll.
1: Yeah, well, they did cater breakfast that was nice they did oh the
0: spread that they put together yeah we've yeah. got this big catering team that puts together the center and St. breakfast every Saturday yeah. morning uh it's about 40 guys come in and they put together uh, quite the feast yeah uh but most people either just the rest of the catering staff because it's just you and I
1: do well I show. don't know why the hell they put an omelet bar there nobody ever uses it I, I don't omelet. I did one
0: uh, last week oh yeah huh. yeah they had uh chorizo which they don't always have Ooh. so it's nice so it's kind of a Mexican omelet hot <laughs> yeah spicy spicy chorizo in there all right, so we have a poll. Go to at Center Saint 1080 on Twitter, and you can take a look at it. What's what's the poll? And then we'll get to it in the second hour.
1: Okay. On Do Senate, it your way, you jerk. On this NFL playoffs weekend, what's the biggest worry for home teams? Gurley's knees, Mahomes inexperience, Brady's age, or Nick Foles magic? Ooh, what will
0: the results be? You can decide. Go to Twitter right now. Next, we're going to do the NBA Jambaroo. But first, Will Darkens with your news update.
2: When straight,
0: this is the most exciting when straight, weekend in the NFL, and hour straight. two will be heavy, heavy NFL. But we do want to take a bit of a detour and bring you some of the big stories happening in the National Basketball Association. We're at the halfway point or just past the halfway point for, I think every team now is past halfway.
1: Blazers sitting three and a half games out of first place. Hey, Uh, all right. And we're on a four-game winning streak, and we just got through the hardest stretch of the season.
0: Yeah, we had one of the most difficult schedules in the NBA to start, but the Blazers did have the most home game disparity Mm. versus road game disparity in the NBA at the halfway point. So I I believe... If I have it correct, they played something like 24 home games to like 17 or 18 road games.
1: And I believe if I have it correct, this is uh, really the similar thing that happens like what every month with them? What's, like, isn't this the same they, thing? They, they if, get a little run and yeah, they look yeah. good and then they, they go on bad. a run. And then everybody talks about how close they are to first place and then they just kind of suck. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They are right now. The fact you had to start your explanatory sentence with here's the thing would let me know that this is in fact the case.
0: Well, no. So they're, they're three and a half games out of first place. They are three games out of eighth place and four games out of ninth place. So if they, if they win, you know, they go on a little win streak, they're at a, in the number one seed, but they go on and lose a couple games so they can drop right out of the playoffs. That's how the Western Conference works. Eastern Conference, different story. It's amazing that this never really changes, but, yeah, there's uh, right now three teams that would be in the playoffs that are at 500 or below
1: in the East. Yeah. That's getting me excited. (laughs) Is it? Ooh, what are we going to hear? This is a little NBA jam music. Now, you requested this during the break. You said, we're going to do an NBA jam brew, and I would like some exciting NBA music to go along with. I'm going to go against, uh, instead of jam brew, I'm going to go NBA
0: jam session.
1: This is our NBA Jam session. All right,
0: it's time for the NBA Jam session. And here's your music. Uh, Let's start with your favorite story uh, of the week. James Harden, leading
1: MVP candidate. This is either great jam music or great porn music. I can't decide. It can be both. No? What?
0: When you think, yeah, you think of old 70s porn music. How far does that
1: take you from the ABA? Actually, what I'm thinking about it, like, I don't think this would be good porn music. I don't know. It's too fast. Yeah, you're probably right. You know what I mean? There isn't enough, like, groove in it. It's uh, just, like, there's too much going on. Like, this would kind of throw me off if, if I was watching a 70s porno and this yeah. came on. I'd be like, whoa, wait. Uh... Okay. James
0: Harden uh, records a triple-double <laughs> 43, 10, and 12 last night how sick of james harden's inflated numbers are you Ooh. uh and is this just another westbrook year or do you think the rockets are actually got something figured out
1: another westbrook year oh, You mean, I mean like where they get the triple d- yeah just
0: stat monster MVP. I mean, whatever this trophy.
1: has been james harden for the last three years and we all know it and we all know that once he gets to the playoffs he'll probably win one series and then once he gets to the divisional round um you know, it's, it's not going to work. And everybody's kind of waiting for the whole Chris Paul thing to come back. And they say, well, once he comes back, he'll take off some of the load of the scoring. But we see this every single year, James Harden can't score in the playoffs. (laughs) Something that was super indicative of this last week was their game against the bucks. If you go back and watch the tape, the bucks literally let him just drive with his right hand. Every time there are shots of their defense, just basically putting their backs to the left side of the court. Saying, go ahead. Yeah, go go to the right. We really don't care. (laughs) Like, all you do is just drive and fake fouls to the left. So we'll take that away and see what happens. He scored forty two points, the Rockets lost. The
0: Rockets have also been a write in for the Western Conference Finals, though. It's not like they've been, you know, losing in the first round, like, oh, I'm trying to think of an NBA team that can't win a first round playoff series or game. Who is that? There's somebody. Oh, the Blazers. So I mean the Rockets aren't completely inept in the playoffs. They just run into the Golden State Warriors and can't get past them. So the Rockets are better than just a automatic out.
1: Eh. Yeah. All right. I just, I don't want to see him in the playoffs lose anymore. Okay, so... Stupid.
0: Yeah, well, the the last four years we've seen the the same matchup every year, so everybody's been losing in the playoffs. Um, The future of the NBA looks like it's in Dallas.
1: Did you call about your cable? Yeah I did. I can't change the channel. <laughs> Ugh.
0: The wait, wait, future wait. of the NBA appears to be in Dallas and it appears to be European Luka Doncic. Ooh. You got to see him play live. What do you think of this, kitty? Yeah. That's a game-winning dunk last night against Minnesota and just makes them look sad.
1: Uh, I watched him play live when he came to Portland and hit that uh, end of regulation three to tie it and send them into overtime. This guy is, and to not um, compare a white guy to a white guy, he really does play like Larry Bird. Like, it's kind Ooh. of scary. Can
0: he get the creepy mustache?
1: Uh, Yeah, he'll probably go through that phase at some point. He's still really young. That's
0: true. 19 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, run away with the Rookie of the Year right now. You're trying to say he's an MVP
1: candidate? Uh, Yeah, dude, he's putting up the MVP type of stats. I mean, this is a guy who, uh, again, I encourage people to watch more just Luka Doncic games. Don't watch the highlights. Watch him in games because he shifts around the court like Larry Bird, and he takes his time with things. You know, you have so many slashers these days, guys who play like... Uh, Damian Lillard, John Wall, when John Wall is not uh, drunk, uh, or any other kind of scoring point guard, but Luka Doncic is just that kind of guy who just—you can tell—he's biding his time out on the court. He waits for a place to develop, and he—I don't know. There's something really awesome about his game that, like, you can just continue to watch.
0: Well, I mean, this guy was a EuroLeague MVP at what 16? Yeah. How did four teams miss on this guy? Like that's a crazy thing right wasn't he taken third but traded for Trey Young as a fifth pick
1: I think people are kind of gun shy with Europe Yeah I get you, it but man you kind of yeah cuz I think Ricky Rubio soured the market a bit yeah. Like he looked so incredible. And then once he got here, it was like, Oh, he's not that great. <laughs> I mean, Ricky Rubio is a great player now, but I mean, what it took like five, six years
0: uh, or more. Yeah. And he, I don't think he's an MVP candidate type player, oh, no. but that way we you're talking about Doncic at 19 being an NBA MVP candidate. I mean, they are two games below 500. They're going to have to at least get to the playoffs for him to be in the conversation. But the kid is exceptional and Dallas has a bright future because of it. Uh, you mentioned Steph Curry, uh, meant get jumping up to third all time warriors one game out of first place and oh it looks like entering into the starting lineup is going to be boogie cousin steve kerr expects him to start the game on the 18th that is Friday of this
1: week. Yeah, uh, you know, the Warriors at this point are kind of at an impasse in the season because they're like every other really great team right now. They're just waiting for the all-star break. And that's kind of what January basketball is to me. It's just a bunch of teams who have realized where they are going to be this season, and they just go, okay, we need to wait for the all-star break, and then we'll make some trades. We'll make another little run, and then the last month of the season, we'll just Well, yeah, but do that's whatever. the thing is they
0: don't need to make a trade. They're adding an all-star center. Does Boogie make them? Better or is it just them Flipping a switch
1: but I, I don't think- know dude uh, just, just a little reference uh, When he got hurt on the Pelicans Last year uh, they went on a 10-game winning streak.
0: <laughs> yeah, I understand that, but well, the, Pel- think- the Pelicans don't have a roster uh, that's mostly intact from, oh, uh, three championships in the last four years.
1: Let me just say this. I think Boogie Cousins has the potential to be the kind of guy who's poison. Um And really, though, man, seriously, Rajon Rondo became that guy later where his skills are amazing, but then he gets on a team, and somehow he ruins it. Wait, really Rondo, weird.
0: wait, no, no, no. You can't make Rondo and Boogie both poison when they're both on the roster. Roster. Ronda was on that team that had a 10-game winning streak after Boogie left.
1: Uh, yeah, you need to shut I'm up. I'm telling you, man. There's something about Boogie Cousins huh? that doesn't fly straight. I, I, I'm serious. Like, why is it that they weren't better? Okay, if Boogie Cousins is this great of a player, why is it that the Kings I, weren't just a little bit better? I, I can't tell you. Why but... is it that him and Anthony Davis together didn't just wreck the league? Well, we'll take a look at We'll see what happens next
0: week and see what uh, Boogie means to this Warriors team. But it could be just like what you said. They're waiting for the All-Star break, and then they're going to turn it on. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's scary when you have a team that's just – they're in a little bit of a lull. They're still one game out of first place. They've still got basically all their pieces from their championships in place, and they had a, another All-Star. I think that's a little bit scary.
1: Yeah, it's just a leaky six, so uh... – Do you think you might be able to fix it? Oh, I'm going to have to bend down.
0: All right, moving on from the NBA and porn. We go into good versus evil next. Back into the NFL. Back into the NFL in hour two. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint right here on 1080.
2: Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened today? What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> For me, it was kind of the same thing every day, so uh, it was hard to kind of find that point where I could just break through and uh, actually do
1: what he was looking for. So uh, I think that's more sorry, I think that's more on the coaching side of things. And uh, you know, I'm at the point where I'm at now, and uh, like I said, I'm ready to just be back on the floor. That was angry Chevy owner who brought his Silverado into the dealership because it's making a clanking noise. Silverado. Boogie Cousins Dub Nation got some good news this week after head coach Steve Kerr said the all-star center will start when he makes his season debut likely around January 18th against the Clippers Kerr says that Cousins is in a good condition and should be ready to make an impact right away please do take note that after Boogie got injured for the Pelicans last season they went on a 10 game winning streak <laughs> will Cousins ultimately help or hurt
0: the Warriors was pre-produced, even though we just talked about this. Uh, I think it'll help on the defensive side of things. That's a problem that the uh, the Warriors have occasionally, and you've seen it with Nurk in their first meeting, and he had an impact in the second one. That was kind of the start of Nurk fever, was when you don't have somebody to defend a good center, and if you have to go up against Anthony Davis, or you have to go up against Yusuf Nurkic, Jokic, a lot of good centers uh, out there in the West. I think it'll help on the defensive side. It's whether or not he will fall in line with the the culture and the role that steve kerr outlines for him and i think that the team's strong enough to kind of uh push him in that direction i think he's happy to be
1: Uh, uh, boy him and kevin durant together
0: hey listen maybe this thing falls apart but i don't think it's because of talent uh i think it's because of an off season uh a little bit of a falling out kevin durant's probably gone after this year Um, and then maybe have somebody else re-sign elsewhere. Uh, I'm looking at you, Draymond Green.
2: But maybe there's a scenario that you get him, and then you auction off Josh Rosen. If that's what the new quarterback likes, if that's what he wants, why would you not acquiesce to that when you could get a king's ransom for Josh Rosen, who some teams really like? Again, we're getting things started here really early and really putting things out there, but it's not implausible that that scenario could unfold.
1: That was car salesman that made a pass at your wife while testing driving a Kia Soul, and she decided just not to tell you about it. Adam Schefter. He's reporting on the wet hot NFL news that the Oakland A's are expecting Heisman winner Kyler Murray to declare for the 2019 NFL draft. The Athletics drafted Murray ninth overall in the 2018 MLB draft, which included a $4.6 million signing bonus. Many people may think he's crazy for choosing football but a recent video surfaced this week of washed out Abercrombie and Fitch model Cliff Kingsbury saying he would draft Murray in the first round with the first pick now this was during his time with the Texas Tech Raiders he's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals the Arizona Cardinals have the first pick in this draft does this sound like a realistic idea
0: anybody think it was a good idea to take Baker Mayfield number one overall
1: maybe a few people but not a lot
0: yeah and then when they actually did uh, I think people started to kind of go back and reevaluate uh, what the Browns must have seen when they took him and then when he finally got in to start uh, the Browns won seven games I mean it's 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 funny that's one of the biggest conversations around our office and I think many offices even though they're not a playoff team, the Browns' resurgence, and you uh, got Freddie Kitchens a job being able to work with him. If it's, he's the bright offensive mind that everybody wants, and that's the style of quarterback you want to play in your offense. I I say go for it, man. I, The idea of getting rid of your coach after one year and Steve Wilkes bringing in a guy that has a sub-500 record in college, you're already out on a limb far enough. If you think that's a guy that's going to turn things around, you can't really get much more bizarre, so
1: why not? Go nuts. I always take the Sean McVay way of things. Everybody thought it was insane that they hired Sean McVay. Well,
0: but I mean, look at the series of, of events that have led up to this. Just just with the the Cardinals. I mean, insane to take Cliff Kingsbury. It was uh, crazy to get rid of your coach after one year. Uh, the Baker Mayfield Mayfield thing, the Sean McVay hiring. I mean, yeah, why not? Just if you're ready out on the limb, just take one more step. See if it breaks.
2: When you're playing in the playoffs, I don't know that you say, well, We're gonna play extra harder because the
0: last you're on to another game, and if you're not playing 100% in a playoff game, then you know. So I I think uh, I think the best will come out in teams because
2: it puts you into the championship game. (laughs)
1: Wow. Jeez, there's some insight. That was aggressively nostalgic dad who makes threatening phone calls to players on the team going against his son on Friday because losers don't get hugs and quit asking mom why we don't sleep in the same bed. Sean Payton. Okay. Old Mr. Bountygate decided to inspire the Saints in a creative way for their divisional round matchup against the Eagles Sunday, according to local media resources, or sources I should say. Peyton walked into a meeting this week with three armed guards, the Lombardi trophy and $225 in cash. He then said, quote, y'all want this Win three effing games, unquote, does that get you jacked up? That's pretty
0: awesome. I was listening <laughs> to an interview from one of the players. I can't remember who it was. It was in there. And he's like, yeah, I want all that money in 20s in a duffel bag. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it should get you excited, but I don't know. The NFL, from talking to – I've sat in with Cam. I've sat in with uh, Souk, and there's you know, there's different ways to look at it. Cam loved playing the NFL and would have run through a brick wall and tore both Achilles and kept going out there. And, you know, they, that was one of those guys that absolutely loved football. You know, Souk will often talk about how much of a business it was. And sometimes you need that other motivation. The locker room, I'm sure, is just the same. There's guys that are going, hey, this is an opportunity for me to make money, change the fortunes of my family, be a baller, whatever it is, where money and, and the business of football is what motivates them. There's probably guys in there that absolutely love the game. So having the Lombardi trophy and the Super Bowl ring there motivated half the room. The big pile of cash motivated the rest of them. It's a coach that's been there before, so I think he gets that. I think the whole thing's brilliant. I thought it was awesome.
1: It is awesome. It's awesome.
0: But it's both, right? It's everything in one package. So you like money? You like you like this trophy? You want to wear one of these rings the rest of your life? Yeah. Like, there's, you know there's dudes in there that just want to have that ring on their finger and they'll well, wear it
1: everywhere. Dude, but how, surpri- how unsurprised raise- is anybody about this? I mean, this is the guy who is behind Bounty Gate. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, this is- Yeah, no question. That was Bounty Gate. It was, kill that guy and yeah, I'll, I'll give, give you, money. you money. Yep, hey, listen, he knows how to motivate players. Hey, it's time for my favorite story of the week, and this one actually comes from the world of Tim Tebow. Hey-oh! Well, guess what? Tim Tebow got engaged. (whistles) Neat. That's the whole story. Former NFL quarterback and current minor league baseball player Tim Tebow is engaged to 2017's Miss Universe Demi-Leigh Nell-Peters. There was a picture on Instagram. The ring is about as big as that growth uh, on my groin. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, um, Why do we have to picture that? Well, it's just for reference.
0: Jeez. I assume there's pictures on the internet of both.
1: Worried about it. Um, Now, it is famous that Tim Tebow broke up with his last uh, girlfriend, who was also some type of pageant woman, uh, and she said it was because they didn't have enough sex.
0: Did they have any? He's a virgin. Yeah, he?
1: right. They didn't have any sex. Now, it is conceivable now that Tim Tebow will, in fact, have sex. You would think so. I mean... Like, it's, par- it's coming. It's well, going to happen.
0: Well, I think it's mandated by God that you're supposed to consummate the marriage.
1: Yeah, you should.
0: No, no. I think it's it's from on high that you are required to do so like you have to yeah well that's the basis for an annulment if you have not uh, consummated the marriage it's, it's well, null and what void. if you
1: drink what if you drink after at the wedding or well, no the... you don't need to do
0: it like during the ceremony
1: well i'm not saying that you, but like there's an your... hour gap right like you get an hour you got to do it like once you say i do like it's it's an hour
0: well but if you get a week into the marriage and you decide to have an annulment and the marriage was never consummated then it's just yeah all right then it never happened yeah yeah you may kiss the bride as part of the ceremony but right in and god's now, eyes
1: and now the game clock has started yep. for one hour you must no, consummate I know. this no, thing
0: yes an hour yes no one hour i don't think so yeah i think so of course you know tim tebow i mean he's what 31 mm. he might be uh looking to be like all right we're gonna take a brief brief hiatus. We'll join you for the reception in about uh, two seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna t- it's not gonna last very long. It's gonna be disappointing for her. <laughs>
0: Give me a quick
1: hug and we'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there you go, Tim Tebow. Good, good for him. Tim Tebow, imminent sex coming. So, if you had to be a virgin uh, in order to marry a Miss Universe winner, hmm. would you be willing to do that? until 31 you're you're what 30 uh yeah i am so i mean you i've met your fiance. she's she's lovely she's not a a miss universe winner which some may consider a good thing because the the hell are you trying to say i'm just saying if you could uh she's listening so if you could trade her in for miss universe
1: (laughs) yeah i'll uh i'll skip this conversation oh yeah this is an easy pass (laughs)
0: Uh, all right, there's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by uh, our friends at 808 to the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd in Woodstock. One more shot at it. You don't want to go after that question, real quick.
1: No, man. I'm just excited about getting married on October 5th of next year and spending a lovely life with my wife. You found the perfect woman for you. And, and when the path the... that
0: you took, you would not change a single step in that journey if it led you to a different. And when the
1: shot clock starts at one hour during our ceremony. You know, I'm just going to try to beat it because I'm a winner. Wait, what now? What, what What did you choose for your verbiage on that?
0: I'm going to beat it. You're going to beat it. All right. Uh, a lot more NFL in hour two. We'll get you poll results. Uh, and then I've got some history of these playoff matchups that you may find interesting. More center and saint in hour two. Next, this is 1080 The Fame.